you are listening to the Cigar Noise Boys. Extraterrestrial running over pedestrians in a spaceship while they're screaming at me, let's just be friends. Is it Katy Perry? Nope. I'll give you one more uh, line from a different part. My brain's dead weight. I'm trying to get my head straight, but I can't figure out which Spice Girl I want to impregnate. David Beckham. David, no. My name is Eminem. Ah. Well, David Beckham is dating a, or married to a former Spice Girl, so I figured. It was a bad guess. Thank you. It was related, but that's all right. Uh, what's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Cigar noise. Um, boy slash boys. Mo, thanks for uh, being on. Um, Tyler, Tyler, we're going to have on in a second. So uh, I heard you're going to have a patina booth at PCA, um, mm-hmm. but you're not going to be there. So what's uh, the deal there? I'm not going to be there. I thought, are you going to be there at PCA? No, bro. You know what? I just thought I was going to zoom in to the, to the show and just have them like, you know, like, like a, when Sheldon and Big Bang Theory created that thing so he didn't have to go somewhere or whatever. You watched the Big so, Bang Theory? Oh, that show's phenomenal. I haven't I watched it in a couple what? of years, but, hmm. but anyway, so, it, it, yeah, so I'm just going to zoom in. They're going to set up a whole, like, you know, projector thing or whatever, and I'll just oversee and, yeah. Uh, yes, I'm going to be there. <laughs> okay, well, you were going to have someone help you. Yes. Uh, someone's going to be Tyler. Yes. Um, but I wasn't aware that he went through any formal interview process, so we're going to conduct one Okay. on the show. Let's do it. All right. I'm going to bring him in right now. Uh, first thing I want to say, Dom, you never cease to amaze me how <laughs> stupid you are. Excuse me, this is an interview. <laughs> it's, a good, uh, it's a good thing you uh, teach English. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry. For, all right. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm here for um, – <clears throat> I'm here late for an interview. Tyler Jeffrey, is that, your, uh, is that your legal name? Yeah, I have two first names, unfortunately. Yeah. Never trust men with two first names, um, but we'll look past that. Uh, where do you see yourself in 50 years? 50 years. Hopefully, I'm 32. 50, I'll be 82. So write that down. I'm good at math. Um, hopefully, still alive. Hopefully, um, retired. Hopefully, I still don't have to work to pay for my mortgage or something. Um, hopefully, maybe Nicaragua, uh, making my money last down there. That's it. I'll tell you what, that's a good, what you're doing now is good. I was watching videos about interrogations. And at, when you ask a question, you do the awkward pause, and then the person keeps rambling on. So I know mm-hmm. what you're doing. I appreciate that. I was counting how many times you said hopefully. Oh, to gauge your uh, level of. Hey, man, he, he's, that's good. Nervousness. I am pretty nervous. I hate interviews. All right. Um, <clears throat> so hypothetical question. At PCA, there is an unexplained giant Matterhorn-like mountain taking up the center of the showroom floor. Uh, no one really 
talks, I mean, everyone's talking about it, but no one knows what it's there for, but uh, you have work to do. Uh, and you're in the middle of taking or talking to Patina's largest account. When you see Skip Martin and Nick Melillo at the top of the mountain, and they're calling for you to be their third in writing the world's first ever tobacco toboggan. What do you do? Um, well, first of all, I'm too, I'm busy um, attending to the uh, customers' needs and, and wants. So I'm not even aware there is a giant mountain of whatever words you were using of tobacco and stuff. So I am focusing on the completing um, completing the, the sale, you know, trying to, trying to upsell them to the next, to the next package, you know, bringing all, well, it's, they're, they're already a, an account. So maybe I'm trying to add a few more facings, you know, maybe, um, you know, tell them, Hey, you know, you might want to get a few extra boxes. This size has been doing really well. It's been smoking really good. I'm not even aware of what's going on outside the booth. I'm focused on one thing and that's patina. Wonderful. That's what we like to see. <laughs> Mo, you have any uh, questions before I get into another hypothetical? Uh, Tyler, how long have you been able to bullshit that effectively? Um, I'm okay. I wouldn't well, okay, say I'm a, hey, yeah, go on. Hey, no, here, here's a real question. Are you planning on going to PCA with this Tom Petty haircut? <laughs> um, I believe I will be getting some sort of trim. And that's what yeah. I was going to ask you at the end of the interview, what the, uh, what kind of grooming standards you have and, uh, um, what's like the, what you want me to wear? Like, is it going to be business casual? I mean, I know you're the owner, so you can, you know, you dress a little, you know, you got no. the Jordans, you got the nice jeans, you know, the, the hoodie, but you're the owner. I got to, you know, maybe some nice Ralph Lauren polo, uh, Mike Rosales, uh, he's a part of Roman craft. He gave me a bunch of new shirts. Maybe I'll rock one of those. I got some new cologne Ooh. coming in this week. Yeah, a little Tom Ford action or what? Some Axe. I, I bought some Creed. Oh, okay. Uh, Creed yeah. Aventus or something it's called. Mm, well, that, that's pricey. Mm -hmm. Now, Tyler, uh, so I, and I said this on the Sultans of Smoke, so I'll say I was kind of hoping you'd go for uh, the Ricky Vaughn from Major League look uh, yep. where you get, you know, some, some glasses with like the skull in between the, you know, the two eye, you know, two eye part, you know, you know, the nose rest. Yeah. yeah. With the Mohawk and, and you just kind of do that and like a, it's, like a wild thing type, type look. It's a Charlie Sheen, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a kind of like a mullet almost, right? <laughs> You're right. Okay, well, no, yeah. it, it was a Mohawk, but oh, Mohawk. I, I'm, I'm joking. Uh, I'm joking. Tyler, I want you to be yourself. Because ultimately, uh, being yourself is what people want. Okay, I appreciate you that. To, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to put on a, uh, a as long as you're not, yeah, as long as you're not intoxicated, we should be fine. Um, now, circling back to the question about me bullshitting. Okay, I knew, I, I think <laughs> that wasn't trying... really a question. Oh, okay. That was a rhetorical. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, next question, sir. Another hypothetical. Great. A female Brazilian influencer with a name tag that reads Mata Fina winds up and hugs you unexpectedly while the booth is full of onlookers. Uh, you're gathering your bearings and she exclaims, <laughs> I love these patinar cigars. 
do you correct your pronunciation? Absolutely. I mean, I can't have the world-renowned um, influencer from Brazil mispronouncing my boy's brand. I mean, you know, that's uh, I have to correct her. You know, after I gather my wits about me, I have to. Yeah, I have to. I have to <laughs> remedy remedy the situation there. So, what type of hygienic steps are you taking after? Uh, this Brazilian influencer in Dom is she is she currently residing in Brazil? Um, Modafina is yes currently okay <laughs> residing. So Brazil. they are having some strands of COVID that we haven't gotten here yet in the U.S. So what what are your um, what are your hygienic next steps to make sure that uh, everybody is safe? Good, uh, good question, Matt. Add um, I immediately stripped down to my boxers place the stuff in a plastic bag, garbage bag, and then I burn them. And then I quickly switch to my Adidas tracksuit, which I always keep two or three in my backpack at all times. And then I also uh, make sure I have hand sanitizer. I'm probably going to put it in a holster around my belt, around my waist. So I always have Pirelli uh, on me. You see Matt Booth did a, like a custom top, top piece to like a Pirelli bottle. That was a uh, sorry. We're still interviewing. Yeah, I'm not. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm not familiar with Matt Booth. I'm familiar with Mo. <laughs> no, but wait, what happened? Um, Matt Booth, Room One Hundred and One, made like a little cap for a Pure bottle with like a skull mm -hmm. and everything on it. Mm -hmm. And you just replace the white plastic one. Oh, it's interesting. Uh, next question. Uh, it's time to put your culinary skills to the test. Raul and Esteban Dizla are coming over to your house for dinner. Uh, what appetizer and main, main course are you fixing? And what two cigars are you all smoking? Well, I assume um, wow, that Mo will come up with this shit. He's got a lot of free time. This is the most time that's I put a... into a podcast in my life. Dude, that's uh, really good. I would say, um, well, I assume uh, the boss will be there, Mo. So we have to have taken his um, his dietary uh, restraints into consideration while preparing something um, really good to you know Raul and Esteban. So I don't like that use the word restraints, but uh, please continue. Okay. Uh, yes, sir. Um, I would make. So am I making it or am I, can I order it? I'm more of like a let me order something versus making. Mm -hmm. You gonna get pizza? Yeah, that, that might be safer, actually. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah, I mean, cause I don't know if I'm working first. with. Yeah, what kind of kit? I'm, 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 you know, if I'm making it in the hotel um, kitchen area, which isn't, it's not very sanitary. So I'd probably go for something like. Uh, what is it? Hmm. You know, just I get some steak, you know. Well, appetizer, appetizer. Ah, uh, fuck. I mean, sorry. Can we swear? Um, appetizer. Just some, some nice sa uh, salad, you know, something, uh, a nice fresh uh, wedge salad maybe. And then uh, for the main course, you know, you're in Vegas. So you got to get uh, some sort of steak and uh, mm. potato. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, I've heard all I need to hear. Mo, you have any more questions? Um, no, no, I think, uh, Tyler. So if we're being 
if we're being realistic about it, it really wasn't um, Tyler did for well, let me backtrack. Those questions you came up with are very realistic and very awesome. And how you did that, um, that's pretty impressive, man. So great, great job on that. Um, but in reality, man, Tyler, uh, for all his gallivanting through the states and uh, whatever the hell he's been doing for the last year, he has been uh, largely responsible for really building patina in two different stores in Wisconsin. So, um, you know, that's not to take away from the other people that, that work in the shops, but he, you know, where he goes, patina does well. So it was kind of a no brainer to, to have him. Um, and so we're lucky to have a, a guy like T-Bone. And I do appreciate the, the second chance because I was supposed to <laughs> help you at uh, TPE in 2020. And then all of a sudden, uh, the owner of Lake Country, Matt, he decides to come. And then I start helping him. And then I forget. And then I start hanging out with other people. And and then, yeah. So I learned I mean, my lesson. It's, it's okay, man. You're, uh, you're, how do we put it? A social butterfly. You're, you're living and you're learning is, uh, so Dom, how old are you? 28. 20 off. So you're a baby still. You've got a lot of living and learning to do too. Well, Cigar Noids boys. <laughs> we're not babies. We're boys. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, right. Tyler doesn't like that name. Yeah. Calm. It got heated a little bit. Um, kind of segue out of this. Do you guys remember any, uh, awkward moments in interviews you've had in the past or any strange questions i'll go first uh if you guys want some time to think i was asked what my alignment was like on your car i was like what do you mean alignments and these are what's your alignment it's like what the heck is that yeah like car um, politically it was just completely open-ended and okay threw me off guard did not plan for that one i i would assume that he meant well what was the what was the interview for um it was for a tap room i think tap room like a restaurant yeah like oh, um okay. <laughs> tyler what are you making a face well it's like yeah. you, you're not like it's not like you're getting a job at google or something well yeah but i mean so they serve meat and beer and I didn't expect that to be a question. Well, I'm trying to get the context of what he meant because I, if I gonna... asked. Okay, he, what did he say? It was it was purposefully left completely open ended, vague. Yeah. Well, that see, I take that to mean okay, you're going to be working at a restaurant, you're going to be working with people and interacting with people. What's your alignment? I would take it as where do you fall, like on the political or you know social spectrum, I guess. I said straight edge. <laughs> that was my answer. <laughs> straight edge? Yeah. So you didn't get the job? No, I did not. Yeah. Because straight edge also means that you don't drink, right? I guess technically, but I was flustered. Yeah. I'm, no. Dude, interviews are tough, man. Um, I'm glad I haven't had to do one in a long time. Uh, I really don't. I never liked that, I don't know, where, like, people ask you about your strengths and weaknesses. I always thought those were cop-out, cliche interview questions. But 
I, I mean, I haven't, I guess I've never really encountered anything that was, you know, ridiculous, I guess. I had okay. one guy tell me, um, this was probably the funniest thing, that when he called me for an interview, um, he had assumed because of my name that I was going to have uh, some sort of heavy accent. And so when I answered the phone and started talking to him, uh, he was like, he didn't know, he was completely caught off guard. He was telling this story to like, after I got hired, he was telling this story to other people. And he goes, so I get on the phone and this guy with a heavy, thick Chicago accent gets on the phone and I completely had expected something else. So I thought that was kind of funny. But yeah, the, the biggest weakness thing is that's an awful, like my biggest weakness. I've, uh, I, I don't show up to work on time. It's like, what the, f- yeah. like, no, I like how you, no, no I, let me finish. I'm getting into it. It's yep. a whole, like, you're trying to spin it into a strength. The whole, like, yeah. uh, I take my work home. I, you know, I, I work long, you know, it's like, or whatever. It's like, it's, it's fucking stupid. Especially when it's like an entry level, like pushing carts at Home Depot. <laughs> like I've had that interview with, or I have that question there. I'm like, calm down. I'm pushing carts. Okay. You know, seven fifty an hour. Um, real quick, shout out to our sponsor, Cigar Noise. Dave West is stateside. Um, if you haven't checked out the Cigar Noise weekly videos we did uh, last year. Eight years, YouTube. eight months ago. Yeah, well, they're still fun to watch. Dave, that was good rewatchability. Yeah. Dave, please respond to Dom's text or emails. I don't know how. Oh, yeah. I found out today Dave West will be at PCA. Ooh. So probably meet oh, him for cool. the first time. So he responded yeah, to your too. text. Well, he didn't respond to that one, but he said he's going to be there. And then I, uh, I asked if, because he's going with Small Batch. Um, mm, small Batch. Oh, man. So That's you're awesome. Yeah. It sucks for Dom because now he's not going to PCA. But um, you still pay me for the hotel. Yes. You're, you already paid for it, right? <laughs> I get paid tomorrow. So, uh I'll get you tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Alex is going. He's going to be working uh, from Lake Country. He's going to be working the La Galera booth. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Well, here's – I'm excited, but um, I just got my call today, and I haven't told Mo yet, but I report to Austin uh, July 16th. I got to be Ooh. down there. Yeah, so yeah. – I'm fucking nice, nervous. Too. Yeah, fucking nervous. Um, but why are you nervous? I don't, because they told me eight to ten months back in January, so I was kind of counting on like fall. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I if I decline it now, um, I I go to the back of the line, and then who knows when the next opening is? If I I already I accepted it, and if I decline it, I can't transfer there. For, I can't transfer anywhere for six months, so I, like I have to take it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like, you know, I, I put up with the shitty winter. So I'm like, oh, it would be nice to enjoy the summer in Wisconsin and, and the fall. But I just got a lot of shit I got to do now. And then I got then PCA is right before. Like I already booked the hotel. I bought my flight. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually fly for free, but I actually I'm like, let's. I want to make sure I get to the trade show. So I booked the flight, and now it's like, 
it's going to be really tight. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have a place yet. Well, you, you don't got to move all at once, do you? No. I That's the thing, no, because I have the house here. Yeah. Um, so I'm only bringing, like, my cigars and clothes, and I'm buying all shit when I get down there, like, slowly, like. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the housing market's so crazy. Like, I was able to save from working in Denver for a total of, like, 12 weeks over the course of the last seven months. I've been able to save a lot of money for the down payment on a house, but I don't know, you know, with me having the mortgage here, I got to prove that I have somebody renting it. And then, uh, I don't know. So I might wait to buy a house. I don't fucking know. Um, but I'm, I'm stressed out. Like I tried to take a nap and I was just stressing well, out about it. Well, look, here's a real simple piece of advice for you. <clears throat> um, right now is probably not the time to buy. And I know renting could be whatever, but yeah, housing housing values are so inflated right now. Um, so you'd be this actually might be a blessing, man. Okay. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be stressed about it. Uh, find a place, whatever, and you know don't fill it up too much, and yeah. be agile and uh, ready to move when the uh, you know when the opportunity comes. Yeah, and that's a good point, but. Um, because they have to, I mean, that, uh, I mean, I don't want to see anybody get foreclosed on or whatever, but if people aren't truly aren't paying their mortgages or whatever, and that moratorium ends, what is that? 2020? Well, it's supposed to be, I think, no, I think it was supposed to be June 30th or September now or something like that. Yeah. I'm maybe, but Austin is such a fucking... I don't know. I got to figure out where I want to, I want to live by the airport. Cause that's where I'll be for the, you know, 40 plus hours a week. Right. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I'll be at HQ, uh, Roman crafts HQ, like 15 to 20 hours a week. So, um, and then probably skip styles quite a bit. So I got to figure out like a place in between the three. So I don't, I don't know, but like you said, yeah, this is, uh, that's good advice. Be agile and, and, uh, and granted, listen, the, the housing market in Houston is more resilient, or sorry, the housing market in Austin is probably more resilient than other places just because a lot of people are moving there or like to live there. But even that, nothing is going to be immune to uh, essentially what is coming. I mean, this is, you guys were young in 2000, well, Tyler, you weren't that young, but um well, I guess you guys, what, 13 years ago? Yeah, Dom, I mean, you were like fucking 15. <laughs> Tyler, you were, yeah, I mean, you were old enough to understand. 17, yeah. Yeah, so um, if you remember back when the housing crisis of, of the late uh, 2000s hit, um, a lot of that same behavior is happening now. And, and ultimately, there's no area that's 100% immune, right? So... Um, it's unfortunate and it sucks because this is not like when this thing goes, it's going to be because there's unfortunate circumstances for, for other people. But that's just, you know, the reality. Uh, unless they forgive uh, and, and find a way to do that, which I'm not sure how that would work. But. Uh, I was going to, um, and then you gave me some good advice before. I was making. Some months I was making um, double uh, mortgage payments, and you you asked me why, 
Um, and that got me thinking. So I kind of, I mean, uh, I have my money in um, different ways. You can, I can make more interest on that versus uh, my really super low interest rate on my house. So it just, it didn't make sense. So I'm, I've just been paying the, I, I pay it uh, uh, half a payment every page payday. So I'm, I'm ahead like by two months, but um, I stopped making like the double payments and just have been, um, I yeah. bumped up my 401k to the max that you can put in in a year. Um, I forgot what the, well, it's IRA, Roth IRA. Um, but uh, I'll be able to, because um, I don't have any debt besides the house. So I'll be able to, fuck, I might be able to put, buy a foreclosed house, you know, with cash or whatever, you know, uh, depending on how much it is. Because like mm -hmm. I said, I'd be able to save a lot. So um, real quick for any new listeners, what are you going to be doing with Romacraft and Austin? Whatever Sean tells me to do, <laughs> uh, um, and then helping out with the uh, the big orders that um, that come in, uh, they get shipments, big shipments, like twice, twice a um, twice a month, I believe. So the shipment will come in from Nicaragua. They start kind of they start kind of tracking it, and then uh, it goes into Miami, and I believe a, a, a semi will haul it over to to Austin, and then. Um, we get the boxes, we break them down, fill the, fill the back stock. Uh, and then we spend a lot of time cleaning because it, the place there is everything's super well organized. So it, before we leave, everything's got to be super clean. All the boxes broke down, all the packing paper thrown away. And then uh, as soon as we break it down, we start, you know, most of the order goes right back out. You know, it doesn't, doesn't sit in Austin very long. Um, and then uh, just helping out with, uh, like um just cleaning you know keeping the place looking because it's a basically a showroom you know um they get a lot of visitors in there and so it's all it's you know the kind of get some relief off jamie uh rosales and then help with sean and then help john john spends a lot of time with the with the orders and with danny being gone uh john needs to be on the phones more um checking in with accounts you know and and then with the trade show, they're not going to the trade show, but they're doing uh, um, virtual Zoom events, you know, kind of checking in where you're at. And so it's just, it's, you know, it's a, a way to free up time uh, for the other guys to do um, do the selling. And then I can um, help with the, the other stuff. And then uh, and in the meantime, when I'm in between that, it's, for me, it's just being a sponge and learning from Mike, John, Sean, Jamie, and then when Skip's in town. Uh, you know, cause I've said it before, they, um, they do the importing, um, uh, selling, uh, shipping and all that stuff. So, um, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I'm, I'm nervous. Um, but, uh, I'm excited. Texas, I mean that weasel fest, I, I met a lot of cats from, uh, Texas who, uh, who are a cool dude. So, um, I think it's going to be fun. And you know, if it, some reason I get down there and everybody hates me and it's, I'm miserable. <laughs> I can transfer back to Milwaukee in six months. That's not going to happen. I don't see, but I mean, I spent eight, 10, like I kind of use it. possible. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, that's tough when you're friends with somebody to go 
work for them. You know, like, like, and I'm not, Danny said this on numerous podcasts. He really didn't know Roma craft. He really didn't smoke a, a ton of Roma craft before he started mm-hmm. working there. So, you know, me, it's, you know, I wouldn't, I guess you could say fanboy. I don't fucking know what the words are. I mean, you could say I'm a fanboy with, with patina and, and Tatawahe and foundation. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, it's a different dynamic. Um, you know, because I consider those guys great friends and mentors, you know, it's like, I consider Mo a mentor. And I always talk about this. It's like, if I would, if I wouldn't have met Mo, I would never have met, uh, Gustavo Kira who taught me a shit ton. I never would have got to know Skip. I never would have met Raul Esteban, uh, Baxter, <laughs> Joe, yeah. uh, Joe Burnett. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting, but it's nervous. But then again, I'm, I'm fucking 32. What the fuck am I nervous about? You know, it's not like I'm 18, you know, moving away. So. Actually, I would argue that you'd be better off being 18. Cause uh, I remember when I moved for a job, it ended up, listen, man, you're, it's going to be great. I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to tell you not to be nervous because that's not realistic. You're a human being. Yeah. But uh, I think there's nothing wrong with embracing the change and, and having a positive outlook and hoping for the best. But again, always be prepared um, that there is a possibility that you may not like it. And not yeah. even for the reasons that you think you might not. You just yeah. never know. But yeah. that's, the, that's the beauty of taking risk, right, is you got to try something to know whether it's going to work or not. So yeah. I, I think you're doing a great thing, man, and uh, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's a calculator risk. It's like it's, I'm not quitting Southwest. Like, that was never – like, I remember talking to Skip, and I was telling him that how long it was going to be. He's like, well, just don't do anything fucking drastic. I'm like, yeah, there's no way – you know, I love the cigar industry, but a lot of my friends are cigar reps and I see how often they're <laughs> rotated out, you know, and if you find the right one, you know, you can be there for a while, but you know, yeah. who, who knows? And, uh, um, I think what kind of got me motivated was my brother moved to, to San Jose, uh, California and, uh, Represent. yeah, right by, uh, like 15 minutes from Dom. Um, nice. Yeah. So, and I went out there and visited him and, um, but, uh, it's like my dad, um, you know, cause I was always like, I wanted to take care of my, make sure my parents were good. My dad's had health issues, but my dad got remarried and, uh, she takes really good care of him. And I see him maybe once a month. And then, uh, and then my mom works at the airport. So I've seen her and she works for the same airline I work for. So, um, and I got everything set up with her too, where, you know, um, to make sure, everything's good. So now's, now's the time, you know, and, uh, like I said, it's going to be hard cause I've been working with some of these guys at, at, uh, at the airport for nine years, some of them even longer. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you build a, uh, you know, we fuck around and joke around a lot, but you know, um, but it's like, I don't, it's, if I want to do something <clears throat> with cigars, I need to, I need to, cause the thing is with Wisconsin, they're, you can't open up um, a cigar shop just on your own right. because of the smoking ban. You have to uh, be grandfathered in. And even then it's like you buy, a, you buy a shop. A lot of that money you're paying is, isn't for the cigars, isn't for the building. Most of the time they don't own the building. They rent it. You're paying for that fucking license that <laughs> doesn't really guarantee that it doesn't say like Tyler Jeffrey owns this license. It just says 
the shop owns it. So you can't like change the name, you know? So it's like, I'm not, and you know, it's, there was an opportunity at Lake Country, but Matt's only, the owner of Lake Country is only 45. So it's like, you know, he could, he could fucking, he can run a shop to your 80, you know, and where did that put me? I'll be 70, you know, that's this. So, no. yeah. So enough about me, um, Mo. So can we talk a little bit about, uh, I really wanted to go to that um, event you did at Fine Ash. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam and Rosie, I got to spend, uh, Dom finally got to meet them at. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, at uh, yep. Weasel Fest. They are some of the nicest people. Rosie oh, yeah. is, is she braided my hair. Uh, Dom was horrified, and I'm like, mm-hmm. guys, it's, it's not permanent. It's temporary. I had him out. I had the braids out the next day. <laughs> uh, but um, you tell. I, I know you talked about the uh, the event on your uh, mm-hmm. on your podcast. I know there's a lot of crossover, obviously, because we talk about how much you're probably like the podcast we listen to every week. Like, uh, I really like Cigar Coop. I have listened the last few weeks, but I always make sure Tuesday nights I listen to, to you, uh, Cow and Drew. But can you re- <laughs> uh, rehash the uh, the Fine Ash event a little bit? Yeah, man. It was, look, it was great. And we had, we had, I had been trying to get into Fine Ash since before Sam was at the new store. Oh, wow. And, you know, man, he was just always like, dude, you know, it's not time. It's not time. It's not time. And uh, he, we got an opportunity to bring in, uh, to, for him to bring in Patina um, last year. And uh, with, man, with like, you know, Ty, Tyler, like Rudy, Rudy's the Arizona T-bone. You know what I mean? Like with him and uh, Ochoa working at Fine Ash and, and Sam and, and it was like the perfect storm for the cigar to come in and, and do really well because like you had that strong support and man, they just like, and he was right. Like had they brought it in earlier, I think it would have failed, but now there's like this great recipe for success and uh, everything is, you know, I'm not gonna say everything is timing, but there's a, a big timing element to things. So it, it has been doing very well there and they gave us the opportunity to do an event. I had, it was my first trip since COVID started um, or, or, you know, since the pandemic or whatever. So uh, we went out there, man, took, took the risk and it was, it was awesome. We had a great time and great turnout. And you know, if you're ever in Arizona, that, that to me is a must stop shop, right? Um, it's location it's just lively it's inviting you just want to be there and um i'm not going to say look i mean there's a lot of great cigar shops through the country but when you have an opportunity to to go to a place that's like man that kind of energy you just it just draws you in right so it was awesome man it was it was really good yeah i told tyler that i didn't really talk to them um, mm-hmm. but just being in the same room as them, uh, the conversation, they seem like good people and I would want to drive, uh, to that shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking about, go ahead, Tyler. Yeah, they're very I good just, people. I also wanted to say about Fine Ashes, you know, I mean, it's a beautiful shop. It's a great bar. I mean, the, the patio area, the, how the, the bar is inside and outside the TVs, it's super clean. The humidor is super clean and well done, but I mean, 
when you have people as charismatic as Sam and Rosie, I mean, Oh yeah. It's, and then like, I know like Rudy, he's been, I've been, I've, been, I've sold him numerous boxes of patina. Mm-hmm. So I was, I even told Sam, like, dude, this guy's buying from me. He should be buying from you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I don't want to lose a customer, but, um, you know, it's like, and I think a lot of, you know, I'm take finance out of this. You know, I always thought like that whole timing thing was mm-hmm. kind of BS, but it's not, it actually isn't. No. Um, for some, for some shops, it could get lost. Absolutely. When we have, but with that Maduro, like I, everyone I tell, they said, Oh, I've had patina and it kind of got, I'm like, well, they got three, um, three different blends mm-hmm. now. And within yeah. the, you know, like you said, 15 different, 15 facings. So you can give them, now you can give patina like a real shot, not just because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to talk bad about tobacconists, but most of the time you go into them and they're just behind the counter. They don't want to walk in there and show you shit, you know? So uh, it's, yeah. so when you have a, a, a Habano and a Connecticut, but now you have the Maduro, it's, you know, it kind of, it's a bigger presence and it's, of course it, it won't get lost. So the timing thing is, you know, yeah. it, I think they're waiting for, I don't know how long Rudy's been there, but he w- he wasn't at the old shop. So, you needed a, a champion of the brand, and that's Rudy oh, yeah. and Ochoa, and then uh, now uh, Sam. And then, like, their website, like, uh, um, they were running a little special, and uh, just the little stuff they do, like, with the, um, like, they did Espinosa pack, and they all signed mm-hmm. them. You know, that was that was really cool. It's uh, Yeah, they do a nice job. Yeah. Uh, speaking about Rudy, so, Mo, last podcast, I talked about – uh, things about Texas that were unusual to me coming from California. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of them was that they serve queso with the chips. Okay. And Rudy DM'd me today and he's just like, what? You're, you're freaking weird to think that's strange. How do you not have queso with chips? And he's like, they have them at Chili's. I said, well, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not a middle-aged woman who doesn't know how to cook to go to Chili's. Okay. So, what i mean i'm i'm i mean i'm sorry Dom, but i'm i'm with rudy on this one I, i'm not I mean, really sure why it's odd yeah i don't know why like it there's, blew there's your fucking no, mind yeah there's no place that serves queso with chips here i guess maybe chilies but i've never been in chilies have you, you looked said at have, have you gone to a mexican restaurant oh taquerias yeah it's usually salsa they have a salsa bar but you can get you can get queso for sure i don't know Dom, i think I think what you're telling me is your palate is one dimensional. And you I can't think read. It's a Texas thing. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> no, it's, it's, we have it in well, Wisconsin everywhere. Dom, what's the temperature mm. by you right now? Are you commenting because I'm wearing a sweater? <laughs> yes. Thank you, Mo. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, it's a brisk 64 degrees right now. Holy cow. Well, I guess that ain't that hot. But I lost a lot of mass. Because I haven't been to the gym. Well, let me put it to you this way. If you were walking around with that right now, I'd be like, damn, is that, what did that dude steal? Yeah. It's, it's windy. It's windy. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, 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 Queso, I mean, Queso, have you heard of Queso? Queso's you know, queso? good. I do know mm-hmm. about Queso. It's just not a thing. Now you know. Not a thing done in California. So you you were familiar with queso before we went with Ben Lee then? Yeah, but to me it's like fondue from the eighties. 
like melting I get pot. that, but it, but it's no different than than getting guac. Or, yeah, table or side. You have salsa. table side guac. I mean, yeah. Well, you got was it guac or avocado when you were here, Tyler, and you just didn't eat it. No, I gave it to you. I got yeah. sour Thank cream. Thank you so much, but you're in California, man. You don't want avocado. No, I don't like avocado. Mm. Guess you save some money that way. <laughs> yeah, money. they're expensive, man. Holy shit. Um, but yeah, guac's great. So I got an ad for OnlyFans, mm-hmm. and the advertisement was about cooking. Okay. <laughs> on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're trying to branch out or if that's just like a, a way it's to master class, maybe. I guess. Um. I mean, that's basically what TikTok is for, isn't it, though? Like where people post their, even Instagram post their or YouTube, cooking yeah. videos or, yeah, YouTube. I don't know. I thought it was strange. I mean, any platform where you could, uh, what is it, capitalize on the narcissism of people, I think you have a chance to do something, right? So, yeah. People love themselves. Speaking of OnlyFans. When you guys were younger, who was like your first like celebrity crush from a movie? Did we ever talk about this? We might have. Like how young? Okay, I'll give you an example. Um, Uh You ever see Cruel Intentions? No. Uh No? It's a take on a Shakespeare play, but it had uh, Ryan Phillippe and Uh Reese Witherspoon. So uh-huh. I had a huge crush on Reese Witherspoon from Cruel Intentions. Okay. So that's 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 my first like celebrity crush, Reese Witherspoon. Uh-huh. So I was wondering if you guys had it, like, uh, like some people are like, I don't know. Uh, okay, Mo, you're a little older than me, not not like a ton older, uh-huh. but like uh, Alicia Alicia Silver. Stone or whatever mm-hmm. the fucking name is from Clueless, like that'd be right. like, or like some people from the eighties. It was uh, the uh, one of the actresses from the Brat Pack or whatever. Uh, Molly Ring, I don't know fucking know. So yeah. nothing, nothing pops out to you guys. No man, I, I've, ne- I just never was really like that. Um, I don't know why. I, I guess that that. I'm abnormal because most people do, right? Guys and girls. Uh, but I don't know. I just, it just never, never was really like that. Like, like even right now, my screensaver is. Uh, oh boy. A pic- no, I switched it. I had one that yeah. was a little. <laughs> but it's a. Uh, she's a Puerto Rican singer. Uh, Rosalila is my main. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I had a one with a little bit of cleavage out and Dom was horrified. So I switched um, it to our, I'm our new. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You said a little bit of cleavage. <laughs> Bo, if you saw this picture. <laughs> She's a Instagram starlet. Uh, so. mm. This was like not safe for Instagram almost. She was wearing a swimsuit. It, you don't go to the pool? I, a single sock of mine has more material than what she was wearing. Mm. Yeah. I was, pretty, I was a little embarrassed when. I think uh, Ben saw it when we took that picture. Sisters in Smoke. Yeah, at TPE. I'm like, oh, let me. All right, Dom, you? Um, I'd say. Wait, and, wait and, let me guess. Hmm? Oh, uh, let me 
me think. You would be. This is like high school age. I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, high school. So, like Bette Midler from like Hocus Pocus. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anne Hathaway. Uh, that's who Anne I was going to say. Dude, in. Uh, I don't even nah, know who that is. Oh, she was in what? Batman. Oh, she was Catwoman. Catwoman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lame is a Rob. Uh, the Devil Wears Prada. Great film. Princess Diaries. I never saw that. Now the one I liked was uh, the fairy tale one. Enchantment. What? No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. It's one where she sings the Queen song. Somebody. Uh, uh, yeah. This is good stuff. Now I was in the Jennifer Lawrence for a little bit. I liked her in Silver Lines Playbook, and then uh, uh, Kristen Stewart from Twilight. <laughs> so all right uh next topic please yeah let's that can um, be awkward quickly so tyler earlier i said uh or asked you to explain what you're doing at romacraft for any new listeners um because well we're probably gonna post this maybe the weekend uh but we might have some first time listeners i'm doing i'm going to be the guest on a distinguished ruffian zoom Oh. Um, Alexis from Texas reached out and he said they had um, a guest cancel and wanted to know if I could uh, fill in. Alexis, Texas? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Said, is, that, is that like a porn star? Yeah. No, I, this, his name is Alexis Wilson. He's from Texas. I was making oh, a joke. Oh, I be careful, don't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, is this common knowledge? No, I just I, I uh, mm. article you, came up for people background. for people that are into that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm too. Yeah, if you're into that, I mean, I don't know why you would be. Um, I don't know either. Anyway, so I don't know how that's gonna go. There's gonna be like an hour long Q and A session, and I thought maybe they wanted you, <laughs> Tyler, because <laughs> like I don't have a cigar brand. Um, I don't either. Yeah, but you know more about cigars, so it'd be. Did they reach out to Cigar Analogies or Cigar Noise Boys? Cigar Analogies. No, no, I'm not, I'm not like kicking you out. It was my account. Okay. Uh, but this well, yeah. guy, he did uh, come up to me at Habana House during Weasel Fest. And he said, Billy? It's like, what? It's like, are you, you're Billy. Nope. <laughs> I'm not Billy. Are you big so dicking me right now? That's why uh, I'm no longer going to do the handlebar mustache. Yeah, it should be fun. Good idea. <laughs> okay, th this brings me to to some. Well, first of all, Dom, congratulations. That that sounds fun. This trend of mustaches. When did this start? Why did it start? And when the fuck is it gonna end? Not because I mean, this is getting disturbing. The the rate at which this is catching on. That and the long hair, the COVID do. The COVID do? Well, yeah, the, everybody's growing their hair out. Oh. Long hair, short shorts, neon. It's just a, everyone's reminiscing of 80s. Socks and uh, Birkenstocks. <sighs> Piv Vipers. This is... This is the next is generation disturbing. of cigar smokers <laughs> you're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you guys bring that up because... It, it's actually an exciting time, man. We have 
I feel like the cigar world is reaching to uh, more and more places, right? Uh, and it's exciting. Between, uh, you know, more and more female smokers and more and more like, I feel like that average age of when people start getting into cigars is, you know, more tilting towards late 20s versus early 30s, which is really cool to see. Um, so it's exciting, man. I like it. But I don't know if those are the guys doing mustaches. <laughs> Do you have something against all mustaches or just bad ones? Uh, look, I, in reality, I have nothing against mustaches. You should be able to groom yourself as you see fit. However, uh, from like a, a symmetrical perspective, because I can't stand things that are off, just seeing facial hair like on one part of your face and then like nothing on the bottom or nothing on the sides. It's just, I don't know what, it just drives me crazy. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's like, it's incomplete. I don't know how to describe I, it. I like the look of the thinner, like beard and the thicker mustache. That's what Dom had. Like what I did for Whistle I, 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 I don't but remember, I wasn't but sure I'm a fan was, of that. Thank you. I wasn't sure if that was your chest hair coming up and covering your face or if Taco that meat. was like, yeah. What's, oh, as, so as a kid, I always wondered, like, when someone had their shirt unbuttoned and mm -hmm. they had, like, just crazy chest hair and then it just cut off. I was like, does it just stop at their neck? Maybe they just shaved really well. I don't know. You live the sheltered, sheltered life. Um, maybe we'll, uh, maybe I'll throw on a mustache for TVE. No, that's a joke. I'm, yeah, <laughs> say, yeah that's a okay. Um, hey, Moo Cow Rich just posted on Instagram. Yeah, he's back. Sixty-nine, baby, kind of, be alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the the rebirth of Moo Cow. Six nine. The rebirth. Yeah, that's good um, to see. Have you heard? Well, no, never mind. Speaking of other podcasts, I wanted to say thank you to Miguel from Crowned Heads. He was uh, a guest on How About That Cigar the other day. And when they asked him of, of a cigar that he enjoyed smoking besides uh, Crowned Head stuff, he mentioned Patina, Connecticut. So thank you, Miguel. I believe he listens to this. So He's been on it numerous nice. times, and he's, yeah. that's, he said the same thing on ours. Yeah, so I, I appreciate that, my man. He's been oh, on the show uh, more times than um, episodes we've we've posted of him, actually. Yeah, mm. true that. Because mm. um, we record one. <laughs> Mo, yep. I got to hang out with your cousin. I know. Great guy. Yes, he, he is. He took me to his chain of shops. Uh huh. And uh, man, what a what a great dude! What a great guy. Yeah, he is, man. Yeah, he used to babysit me as a kid. It's kind of funny. Well, it's weird. I thought you guys were closer in age because he looks young. Yeah, no, he's well. Yeah, we are close in age. I mean, but when you're fourteen and the other one is six, yeah, you're old enough. You know what I'm saying? So, like at that time, it's a very big difference. As you get older, six years is is not very different. <laughs> yeah, because I was I was yeah. asking him if you if he got you in the cigar. He's like he's like I was already in California when Mo was. I think he said that mm -hmm. when Mo was old mm -hmm. enough, and he's like we were far enough apart. He's like, what do you, how old do you think I am? I'm like, 
41, 42. He's like, I think he said he was 50 or almost 50 or 52 or some shit. No, nah, Bud's is uh, 40. He'll be 44, I think. What? Yeah, 44. Or 45. It might be 45 now. Maybe I maybe I said 40 or 39. I said I think maybe I said late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. It was I had a so, world. Look at yeah. man, that that's a testament to a lot of the people in California. I mean, they do a much better job of taking care of themselves than like we do in the Midwest <laughs> and their lifestyles are just a lot more health focused and and stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, if if you're yeah, I mean well, and then another thing I thought that Bud was telling me was it's a lot of uh, a lot of people are in debt out there. They like to put on the, the persona that they have money and everything's leased or financed or, you know, <laughs> and it's like, like he was telling me about his cars. He's like, he's like, you know, this, whatever, I forgot what it was like a nice, like sports car. He's like, that's a nine. He's like, and I'll sell it in three years and get my money back. Maybe even a little more, you know, he's like, yeah. he, he's smart with this stuff where some people are just like, you know, cause I was, I was in a group of people and they're talking about their Teslas and their this and that. And I'm like, oh, I got a park Avenue 2002, <laughs> you know, Man, like, don't, don't get me started about Tesla, but yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm very passionate about that. But look, the reality is, man, if you've spent any time in California, especially Southern California, um, it's hard not to get caught up in that stuff. And it's hard to be on the outside looking in um, when you're seeing like this just opulence all around you. Whether it's real or not, it exists, right? And so if you're not, if you're not a part of it, man, you're going to find a way to be a part of it because you want to you fit in your surroundings, right? I mean, I think that's human nature. So it's like this, this cycle that just, it's like a monster, man, where it just needs to be fed. So I think, yeah, there is a lot more of that, you know, especially in Southern California. Um, I don't really know much about Northern California other than, you know, Silicon Valley and stuff like that. So there's a shit ton of money up there too. But, uh, and I guess banking in San Francisco, that's big. But um, yeah, man, I think there is a, definitely an element of that similar to what you'd see probably like in Miami or or even New York to, to a certain degree. Uh, so. Well, like I remember we'd be out of, we'd be out of high school and I had friends who were using their student aid money and mm-hmm. they were making like 10 bucks an hour and they were getting like $40,000 trucks. It's like, and then like a year later they're trying to sell it to me and I'm, I'm like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah, man, the $700 monthly payment. I'm like, Oh no, you can keep that, you know, but they had the, they had the, um, I don't know. Everybody, everybody wanted a fucking truck for me. Yeah. Me and my dad, we're, we're both big guys. And we're like, Oh man, we, we kind of like small cars with good gas mileage, you know, <laughs> uh, practical. You, you got you nothing know. to prove. Yeah. Well, yeah I mean, yeah. look, man, the, the more secure you are with yourself, ultimately, the less you feel that you have anything to prove to anybody in uh, and, and putting yourself in poor financial you know, situation doesn't make any sense for, for the praise or, you know, whatever that you would get from other people. The guy that makes no sense. The neighbor guy next to me just bought, 
probably an $80,000 truck. Mm-hmm. And then he just bought a huge boat, like huge fucking ginormous boat. And I was talking to him. He's like, yeah, man, I just got a new job. I got a nice raise and I got to play the part. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm like, all right. All right, guy. You know, that, yeah, that's real for a lot of people, man. I mean, Dom, am I, am I wrong in what I'm saying? No, I think um, you're spot on with SoCal being more like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really in SF enough to know if that's the case. Yeah. Here, I mean, everyone has a Tesla, um, but I feel <laughs> like it's not, um, it's not an overly pretentious area, even though yeah. there's tons of people with money here. Yeah, and I mean, my, my dislike of Tesla has nothing to do with electric vehicles or uh any of that it it is more so their business if that makes sense but actual teslas or electric vehicles ultimately man those are going to be very popular and we have no at this rate we have no choice but to make them popular um i don't know when that's going to be but uh i i don't think tesla will be the industry leader uh, when that day comes, but uh, they'll still be a player of some sort, I would imagine. Um, Tyler, what are you smoking right now? Um, I'll, I just uh, smoked a Wonderlust. Nice, Mo. Inabano. Solid. So, um. Have you have you announced anything that you're releasing at uh, PCA, or are you saving that for the show, or uh, just just the additional sizes of Maduro? Those will be here in time for that. So nice, yeah, man. So uh, uh, Toro and mm-hmm. uh, Corona Gorda or Churchill? Corona. Corona, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, and then go ahead. No, that's it. I was say, Mo, when was the last time you smoked a cigar blind? Blind? Someone just took the band off and gave it to you, yeah. Uh, Lake Country. Uh, last time I guess was it or? Yeah, he wanted to see if I knew uh, what the cigar was. I got the factory right, but not the brand. So nice. I was off on the brand, but I got the factory. It was uh the cigar ended up being a La La Galera uh limited edition of some sort, one of some uh not a limited edition, but uh 80th anniversary. I don't know whatever that cigar is that they have. Oh, La Galera? Yeah, and I had uh I had guessed that that it, that it was a Sans Pareil. So I knew it was La Galera, I just got the brand wrong so because in texas ben lee gave tyler and i a blind smoke tyler guessed it correctly Ooh, on, nice on seca um and i brought this the up one made because, by my father yes mm. i brought it up because this week's blind review for small batch i think is the h99 because Tyler gave me one in Austin, uh, and I think it tasted pretty similar. So I'm shooting my shot. I put it in the review too, but it'd make me feel the, good if I guessed it right. <laughs> what's the H99? 
Um, by Drift State. Oh, okay. I didn't. It's a. Uh, I just burnt my fucking computer chair. I had knocked my ashtray in my your gaming chair. My computer chair, and then my uh, the butt was on. I felt something hot on my brand new fucking Charlotte Hornet cool ass jogging pants. I probably burnt a hole in there, and then I burnt a hole in my fucking brand new computer chair. I'm like, why is my ass on fire? Or why is my ass hot? And then I'm like, oh, fuck. Wait, you dropped the ash behind your back? No, I bumped the ashtray, and then the cigar butt was resting on the ashtray, and it fell, and it was still lit, and it was burning a hole in my pant, and then burnt a hole through my chair cushion. You see an instant replay of that. So you drop something, it goes crotch. It doesn't go behind your back. Well, I'm I'm angled weird. All right. Yeah, I've done that. You ever see the the the, uh, the Bruder film, where JFK got assassinated? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you trying to like read too much into this? Fucking ash! You think I purposely burnt my chair in my pants? Could be a sympathy play. <laughs> Eighty dollar chair off Amazon. Ruined. Anyways, <laughs> gather yourself, Pebo. I know. Uh, oh, you're lining up we, a crux. Why do you got to call me out? What? Call you out? I should be smoking patina. I'm wearing my patina shirt. Oh, well, yeah, we haven't. We've talked about cigars for like two seconds, so I was trying to be relevant. Go ahead, though. What were, what were we gonna say? Uh, no, I I just wanted to say, um. For those who don't know, uh, which is once again, I'm sure everybody knows Patina, but I just wanted to say, I think um, based on this talking to several people in the industry, like what happened in 2019, where a lot of the cigar shops were, uh, cigar factories were, were laying off rollers and there, mm-hmm. there were too many cigars and now they're ramping it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you're in a great spot with uh with noxa and prosenixa you know mm-hmm. with uh i don't know if you want to explain what prosenixa is and what what gus kira does right. real quick you know but and why i why i think and why you you probably know you're in a good spot with that relationship they have and all that mm-hmm. old gus prosenixa noxa and all that yeah so uh look, look man we've you guys listen to sultans i've said this on, on when I've been a guest before on this one, um, tobacco availability is the key, right? I mean, that, that's everything. When people uh, talk about tobaccos you use in a blend, all of that stuff, I always say that you want the best of whatever is readily available to achieve as consistent of a product as possible, right? When people start getting carried away with stuff, I think that's where you run into some issues. So, you know, you look at the relationship, like Prosenixa is basically the tobacco arm of Noxa uh, under the guidance or ownership of the Oliva tobacco family, not to be confused with Oliva, you know, cigars. Uh, But when we made, you know, when, when, Patina made the move to that factory. That really was what it was about, man. It was like you're one step closer to uh, 
not having to go outside to buy tobacco, right? It was like, okay, the tobacco's there. And I'm at a size now where they could easily handle all of my needs for production and all of that. And it's something that you can grow into because of their size. And again, access to tobacco. They grow a lot of the tobacco that is used in, in patina or dapper or, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know what uh, Saka's blends are, but I would imagine he uses some of their tobacco as well. But um, yeah, man, I mean, I think that's all important, right? Is just having, having that and, and having that access to high quality tobacco consistently. That's huge. And it's, uh, I mean, I don't know how you got, um, I know you're looking at when you knew it was time to, you had to move from uh, the other factory to a new one. Mm -hmm. You had several different options and, you know, based on um, the relationships you built, you've been in the industry for a while. You you ran a a very successful shop in Chicago. Um, so So you had a lot of connections. It's just, I can't imagine the stress kind of, and then it's, it's awesome to see, you know, two years later that you pick the right one. Cause that's like, you know, if you would have picked one, a different factory that didn't mm-hmm. grow their own tobacco or maybe they, you know, like a brand, like a factory, like Placencia, you know, where they, now they're coming out with, um, they have their own brand and it's doing mm-hmm. really well. It's mm-hmm. the high end, you know, they could easily say, why would I make your cigars when I can make more margin on my own cigars, you know? Yep. So it's, that's just gotta be a good feeling to know that you had to make a decision that could hurt or drastically help, drastically hurt or help your, your uh, company. And then you picked the right one. That's gotta be satisfying to know that you had the right tools at hand and, and the knowledge to know which one to pick. Like that's like, I'm, I'm talking about, how stressed I am about moving where there's not a lot on the line where if you pick the wrong factory, you know, and then it didn't work out and you got to go to a third factory, like that usually it doesn't bold well, you know? Yeah. That'd be cool to reflect on. I mean, you can't be patting yourself on the back, but I'm just saying it's gotta be cool to, I don't know. That's just my, I I mean, it was, it was, yeah. I mean, it was, well, not only did I change factories, but also distributor too, because of some stuff there, but, um, yeah, man, that was a brutal time. I, I wasn't sure. I mean, it was like 50, 50 of whether Patina was going to survive. I mean, I really, so yeah, that was, that was a big decision and, um, you just got to follow your gut, man. Ultimately, like, yeah, your intuition, uh, sometimes is your best friend. So that's it. You just gotta just gotta roll with it. But yeah, man, I mean that could have really turned out the other way, right? So <clears throat> real quick, uh Instagram pick of the day, though we're not gonna post this for five days. Um Vinko Bialka <clears throat> from Massachusetts. It's a picture of a, a Fausto from a CRA sampler, and in the background his wife is doing a yoga handstand and there's also their dog next to her. It's a well-framed photo props. 
Vinko Bialka. Thanks, Dom. Thank you, Dom. <laughs> no problem. Thought I'd contribute something. <laughs> Uh, how are your how are your white how are your White Sox doing, Mo? Awesome, first place, baby. I think the Brewers are in first place too, aren't they? In NL Central. I thought they were in last, but I'm not oh, sure. I don't know either. <laughs> I thought I read something. <laughs> uh, our our no, Bucks aren't no looking that good. They're uh, down 0-2, and somebody's like, "Well, the series doesn't start until somebody wins uh, an away game." While 92% of the people who go up 2-0 win, <laughs> unless yeah, you're the Bucks I... against the Raptors and you lose. Well, I, I like I like the Bucks. I, I love Giannis. I I really like. I I don't mind the Nets, but I'd have to root for the Bucks on this one to see Giannis. Uh, I mean, I really like Kyrie Irving too. I fantastic player, but yeah, Giannis is pretty. He's pretty special, man. So I would love to see him uh, not only you know get past this series, but I would love to see that dude in the finals. You know, so uh, just a that's a special talent. I mean, so is Kevin Durant, but Giannis is, like, pretty sick, man. Yeah, I got a special connection with KD. He doesn't know it, but mm-hmm. we were born the exact same day, exact same year. Really? So I was that close to being a, a 7-1 mm-hmm. NBA franchise player. Mm-hmm. Instead, I turned into a 6-3 uh, guy out of Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it works sometimes. I mean... What are you gonna do? Start a podcast, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Work at a major US airline, smoke a lot of cigars. You got a uh you got a um protein bar of the week? Something new you've been on? Uh no man, I look I, I've been talking up these uh think protein bars, peanut peanut butter pie. They're like a keto-friendly protein bar. Not a shit ton of protein, but um, they're just – they literally taste like Reese's, Reese's cups. So if you like Reese's, you would absolutely love these. I highly suggest them. What's the deal with the Reese's coming out with a peanut butter only? That's disturbing. I don't yeah. know why they would do such a thing. You, why not just grab a scoop of peanut butter at that point? Right. I will tell you what's really clutch, man. Those Rice Krispie treats with the peanut butter chocolate. Hmm. I haven't seen those. Yeah, Quick Trip has them. Mm. So I, I I don't go to Quick Trip anymore because I'm always tempted to grab something. I had a student give me a recipe for something like that, but it asked for like high fructose corn syrup. And I've never cooked with that. That's only something I've seen in things that are manufactured. Just didn't sound uh, healthy, because I've I've made rice krispies with just uh, the treats and marshmallows, not corn syrup and peanut butter. I I I had to stop going to Quick Trip too, Tyler, because uh, their taquitos are like out of this world, and I don't know if it was just desperation or what, but man, when I lived in Oklahoma, I got hooked on those things and. That's a dangerous thing to be hooked on. Do you dip them in queso? Uh, no, not in queso. Ranch, typically, to be honest. With you. Ranch? Oh, yeah. Ranch Ranch, ranch is big up better. here. I'm not a ranch yeah. guy. Or blue cheese. Like with wings or anything. Just give me the wing. More sauce. Mm-hmm. More buffalo. Hot, bu- okay, uh, hot here, buffalo. Here's a, here's a question for you guys. What is the best 
wing chain? Wing stop over Buffalo Wild Wings. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I don't like your sauces. Um, I like the hot barbecue. Um, so oh, if they can, yeah. if they can like mix my own batch back there, like a fancy sauce for me, put some buffalo, put some barbecue, mix them together. Then, because I used to be a BW3 hound mm-hmm. uh, back in my heavy days, and I would get, I had down like 18 wings and a basket of buffalo chip with cheese. Oh but yeah! Thank God they got rid of the buffalo chips. They did. Which, yeah. Uh, which they're like, I don't know if Dom, you've had them. They're like circular potatoes. They're fucking mint, man. Mm-hmm. And then I think they got rid of the hot barbecue too. So like, yeah, their hot barbecue mint? is really good. Huh? I've never heard you use that slang before. Mint said they were yeah. mint. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Where'd dynamite. you pick that shit up from? Huh. Uh, mid nineties. Kind of mm. sus. Okay. That, that word is. <laughs> That's um, what word? You, sus. sus. Oh, it's from sus. Among Us. Yeah. Dumb Suspect. game. Yeah, I never played that. No, suspicious. That's what I said. Okay. I said so, never mind. Don't rewind that. Um, Mo, have you seen Skip put on a movie for us that was pretty good? It was directed by Jonah Hill called the Mid Nineties, right? No, Mid Nineties. I, I haven't seen that. Check it out because it's a, uh, it's a good like nostalgia film. Basically, my childhood. Well, mine too, yeah. Did you yeah. skate? I did wanted I to be a skater. No, Mo, did you skate? Uh, you're, you're not referring to like a meth habit, right? I never heard of You mean like a- actual skater? Like no. S- skateboard. I know there was – you can use skate as like a, doing a drug? Uh, no, like I believe they refer to uh, smoking meth as ice skating. Mm. Huh. Or something like that. that. That was big in Oklahoma when I lived there. Like Tulsa was like the number one meth spot in the in the country. So uh, Central Wisconsin now too, is up there. Is it really? I was watching too much Breaking Bad, but um, yeah, man. Uh, no, I was not a skater. I not that. I I was just never good at that kind of stuff. No, I wanted to be, but. I was too afraid to get hurt, fall off, and I but you see, played football. That's different. I did break a guy's arm <laughs> playing football once, mm-hmm. um, but I never um, got hurt. But uh, I could see Dom being like a rollerblader, and his mom would make him wear the helmet, the knee bra- the knee knee pads, elbow pads. Is that if true, I Dom? Did, no, but if I did it, I would wear protection. Like a full-on, like, have you seen Naked Gun? No. Is that another, like, Have you seen Naked Gun? Well, he, they go to have protected sex, and he pretty much just puts on a whole rubber over his whole body. <laughs> I could see you growing up in a bubble, Dom. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shit. Um... Yeah, no, not not. Well, look, yeah, I'm gonna make another bold statement. Getting back to the wings, I would, at this point, I would almost say that I would take Hooters wings over Buffalo Wild Wings. I've always been a boneless guy. Are you guys a traditional wing guy? Oh, I guess traditional, yeah. So I guess, well, the, uh, my dad always argued. My dad's weird, but he'll be like, "Oh, why is it called traditional? It's just fucking wings. You're getting chicken tenders." 
Right. Like, yeah. Well, they're fucking boneless wings. Deal with it. Now, are you a flat or a drummy? Both. Flat. Drummy man. Really? <clears throat> Flats or a drummy? Uh, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. I'm fine either one of those. We've done a segment a few times. Like, when was the last time you did this? When was the last time you did that? When's the last time you've been doing Olive Garden? Um, oh, man, I don't know. For me, the food sucks. Okay. Um, Bre- breadsticks are money. The breadsticks yeah. and the soup. And then you get a little exactly. Alfredo sauce. I don't fuck with their lasagna. There's the spaghetti. That shit's crap. But the the atmosphere, ten out of ten. The breadsticks, seven point five out of ten. Mm. Uh, these are rookie scores, by the way. Um, the soup, ten out of ten. I mean that Zuppa Toscana. It's like a Italian chili. Money. Um, but like their lasagna, ugh. Uh, chicken parm, ugh. yeah, gross. But Tyler, um, this might be the first time that I've agreed with you, like one hundred percent. On anything. Wow, that's uh I guess we can end the pod forever. Um and then last question for last food question. I don't know if it dominates anything cigar related. Just just to answer your question, I think it's it's been at least at least a decade. Oh wow. I think. Yeah. The atmosphere is what gets me, man. The music, the the big the big uh parmesan, you know. Oh yeah, there, there's there's nothing wrong with that, but uh, the being, in Chica- being in Chicago, man, it's just that's like going to get pizza from Pizza Hut, and you just don't do that. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. If I was so, four hundred pounds in Wisconsin, I would have been five hundred pounds in Chicago. Probably based on the food there. I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to stay. The deep uh, dish, the Italian beef. No, oh, I know, dude. Who you telling? Um, Tyler, we are over an hour now, so we should wrap it up. But Mo, uh-huh. I think Detroit style pizza is by far better than Chicago style. Well, that's because you're an I asshole. I mean, what, <laughs> oh, okay. what, 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 I mean, really, what are you going to say to something like that? We, we need to discuss your, uh, we're going to have to put you in therapy. I mean, I, I don't know. Chicago? Had, no. Then how the fuck can you even make that claim? <laughs> <laughs> Right, I love the passion. Well, Dom, look at there. There's two types of Chicago style pizza, which people don't understand. There is the deep dish, right? There's the pie, right? Um, But there's also what they kind of refer to as like pub style, which is like a thin crust um, cut up into squares. See, that sounds good. They're both good. Yeah, man. Second, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, look at they—they both serve different purposes, but. Detroit style pizza is, and I heard somebody talk about this the other day. Detroit style pizza is kind of like a knockoff of deep dish, yeah. but it's not deep dish, but it's also not New York style. They think they've created something new, but they pretty much just knocked off deep dish. Yeah, but where have you had um, deep dish, or where have you had Chicago style pizza from? Yeah, uh, there's a chain. What's okay, it called? Yeah, you've lost all. Uh, Andrew, no. Dave, he, this guy should not be doing reviews for you. He has the worst palate. Because I haven't been to Chicago. <laughs> well, well, come no. on down. 
Yeah, it's not that you have been Chicago. It's that you would make a claim about a Chicago staple without having tried it from Chicago. Yeah. I was, well, where did, where, it's where a did bad take. Have, I want to make the argument, have you had avocado? Well, you haven't had California avocado. But, but I have. Like avocado. Yeah, you have. I was trying to get I love avocado. I'm not trying to rip on you, Mo. No, you can rip on me. But, Don, listen, bro. But be prepared. Listen, He's going to come back. Listen, Dom, here's what's going to happen. Hopefully, um, we, we can get you out here, and we'll take you to a couple different spots. So that way you could make your own decision um, based on informed research. Uh, but I look, at, it, it could be overwhelming. I get that because it's, it's just different. Especially for a simpleton uh, like you. I'm, I'm down for pizza. This sounds fantastic. It's just so a, a Chicago pizza. I can eat maybe a slice. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Right. I like to eat the full pizza. What? Like personal yeah, when you're pizza. Ta- yeah, when you're Tyler, you say my palate's bad. When's the last time you tasted a pizza cigar? A pizza cigar? Yeah. What? What's that? What is it? Because Tyler, oh, forget it. Taste buds, man. You taste yeah. pizza. You taste cigars. I don't see the the correlation there. It's different. Um, Mo, what is your uh your favorite um Chicago uh pizza um deep dish pizza? What, deep what, dish, uh, probably Pequods or uh, Lou Malnati's. I know a lot of people hate on Lou Malnati's, but I really good. like it. Um. Pequod's is really good, but there really isn't one close to me. But when I go uh, closer to the north side, I'll, you know, I'll grab it. Um, but even myself, man, like I go through phases where I don't need a lot of deep dish. I prefer the, the more uh, thin crust, whatever. Uh, but yeah, they're both. Th- that's like the forgotten Chicago style pizza, though. And people don't talk about that a lot. Yeah, Brian from Perdomo, now he's with Oliva. He mm-hmm. was always telling me about the pub-style pizza. Yes, it's way yeah. different. Have you been to that oven grinder place? Mm-mm. It's, um, it's by the old Blue Havana. It's pretty close to okay. there. But if you look it up, like Chicago of pizza grinder, it's like a pizza pot pie. No, that is – no, I have been there. I, no, I'm trying to think maybe. It's like a really small, really small, long weight – um, oh no 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 no! I'm thinking somewhere else. No, I've not. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, I've yeah, I don't liked, get up that way very often. Yeah, I've, I like Giordano's and I like um, mm-hmm. Gino's East. Um, and I'm glad that they're starting to put some Chicago staples in Wisconsin. Like, uh, fuck, what's that place that makes uh, Portillos? Portillos, and then Luminati's yeah. we're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then real quick, I just want to talk to about the the deli. The mm-hmm. delis, you guys, like Manny's Deli, I've been there. I was by kind of by Iwan Reese. Mm-hmm. That was phenomenal. I forgot what I got, like a roast beef or some shit, mac and cheese. It's like a old Jewish, uh, right? Jewish like deli. I don't, I'm not a pastrami guy. Right. It just looks weird to me. Um, so I try the so other stuff. Good, when I used to work downtown, when I was at the accounting firm, man, there used to be a place called Perry's, and the sandwiches were so big that i mean you could never finish it you'd always have like a second meal but man they just don't make places like that really anymore uh especially like with this new health conscious stuff and all of that um 
it's going to be interesting to see if, if places like that survive, but uh, always enjoyable to go to those types of joints. Well, me and Skip were talking about this down in Austin, how these restaurants are using the COVID thing to be um, just to like, as an excuse for poor service. Like, <laughs> you know, like uh, I tried ordering tacos and uh, the website didn't work. The tablet they had for you to order outside the, the taco truck didn't work. The guy there didn't want to help. And then it's like, do you want to leave a tip? A tip for what? I put my order in the machine. A tip for you cooking my food? I get it if it's ta- if you're delivering it, but like, I never tip a chef before. It's just like Mo, you've got to go eat with Tyler again. I don't know how often you've e- eaten with him. A lot. But yeah, a lot. we went to that that queso place. Um, uh-huh. he's like, oh, bring us out another two of these. It's like, you're gonna say please. I said it nicely, though. Mm. But she was in a hurry. When you're in a hurry, you don't have time for all the pleasantries. <laughs> you had to be there. It was busy. Well, Dom, listen, we're, we're going to all eat together at uh, PCA, so we'll have the opportunity to help Tyler with his manners uh, jointly. You know Sounds what we good. should go? We should go to the branded – no, not branded. What's that place by uh, Golden – no, it's like a – it's like a golden steer or some shit, like an old oh, steakhouse. Because yeah. you took us, I know you took me and Mo, or you took a bunch of us to a place that mm-hmm. was really good. We got like the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwiches. And then at yeah. Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A chicken sandwiches. It was that style, I think. Yeah, is what it, it, was, it was worlds better. better. Yes, I agree. Like I you could it use, was... You can't, I said it was well, like style. To a I think it was called chain. Carson Kitchen. Yes. Do you guys remember those uh, fried chicken skins or whatever? That uh, those things were awesome. And they give you with that like honey. That was really good. Uh, um, when you took us to Bazaar Meats, whew, that was great. And then Costa had the uh, Fagua cone. Oh yeah, you can eat that shit. Well, this year we're going to McDonald's, so yeah. uh, you know <laughs> times are rough. Ocho Cinco style. Uh, yeah. Last thing, Whataburger. You guys, say that again, T Bone. You, you, uh, Tyler, you are completely glitched out. <laughs> uh, Whataburger. So, what about it? Have you been there? Oh yeah. Dude, I used to live in Oklahoma. Of course I've been to Whataburger. Bro, the honey biscuit, chicken biscuit thing is dynamite. Mm -hmm. And I don't even like honey. All right. Well, that's fucking money. Whataburger is kind of like in and out to me. It's okay. I don't understand the big deal about it. Although I had in and out in Arizona the last time I went. And uh, it was phenomenal. So I don't know if I was just hungry or they did a really nice job on it, but it was good. Last question about food. You don't like honey, Tyler? Uh, Now I do, but I didn't before. Yeah, honey's great. Uh, Something about bees eating something and then somehow creating something and then us eating it. Like milk always freaked me out too. Like I never wanted to drink a glass of milk. Just seemed weird. Mel. Uh, <laughs> uh, Barnaby's. That, that's Wisconsin for you. Barnaby's yeah. Family Inn. Have you been there? 
It's like a it's like a Shakey's. Have you been to Shakey's? No. Tyler, get some new Wi-Fi. Shakey's is gone all down now. That's why it's an oh hey connection. Yeah, unstable. Um, Mo, I think we're gonna call it soon because Tyler's. Yeah, that's fine. Didn't pay his Wi-Fi bill. Time to go eat some dinner. Nice. Gonna get some pizza. We make jokes. <laughs> this is great. I wish I could make Tyler glitch out whenever I didn't want. Whenever he's like on a rant or something. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna wait for him to come back so we can at least say goodbye. Maybe. It's kind of like when Mo drags on Sultans. I do the same thing. On, hey, perfect. Uh, it means you're yeah. a thinker. Oh, thank you very much. I don't know if you can hear me. I'm, I'm done talking. Yep. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, Mo. Appreciate it. All right, boys. Rock and roll. Yeah!